You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, we talk about chapters 12 and 13, which includes... Harry learning how to produce a Patronus charm, and Sirius Black attacks, or almost attacks Ron. And that's what you get when you don't write your summary, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what can I remember? (laughs) What happened in this chapter? There is also a Quidditch match that Joni gets to commentate. Oh, yeah. Joni gets to summarize it. Uh, Anyway, how are we? We're good. We're good. So yesterday we found out my Patronus, Priscilla. You guys mm, don't know yes. what my voice sounds like by now. Um, <laughs> is a Siberian cat. So I took my test live on stream. If you guys don't know, that's a little plug for our Twitch um, unveiling the magic podcast. But I took it on there yesterday, and that is my Patronus. And we were just talking about before before we started recording how some patronuses are emotional support patronuses is that even a word patronuses (laughs) i just made it a word patroni there you go but yeah Yeah. so then we found that out um not much else happened since the last time we recorded (laughs) um oh i'm going to england well london to london in two weeks in london london baby yeah in two weeks for Phil's birthday. We'll be there. And then after that, we're going to, it's like a whole week thing. We're going to the Smokies. Ooh. Oh, so, nice. We're excited. So that's coming up. Um, we close on the house the week after that. So it's going to be a busy next few weeks for us. Busy, busy. But yeah. How are you guys? I'm good. I haven't had a chance to think about what I was going to say here. <laughs> my cat just peed on my child's bedding literally oh yeah five that was minutes brand new information recording so there's yeah. that Joni, Joni left and i'm like oh god we're yeah. gonna have to reschedule well no so kurt calls like Joni, i need you and i'm like what happened who's bleeding is there blood like it's my <laughs> first question and he's like no it's not that and then there's just a pile of pee on my child's bed Oh, gosh. Yeah, you, like, literally yelled, what happened? And me and Laura were like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. But we're okay, I think. Yeah, that's good. good. Is that all, Joni? I'm trying to think. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think, I mean. <laughs> it's okay if it is. It's The weather's nice. It's, like, re- it's like fall here. <laughs> I get to wear sweaters. I said that last time. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it. I have, I'm dealing with cat pee today. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I remember talking about Florida. And it's just like not. It's funny. Laura, you're up. Do you have anything to tell us? I'm up. What am, what am I up to? Well, this morning, I got up at 8. <laughs> no, before 8. For an 8 o'clock appointment to the DMV to oh. get my real ID. And I real ID. Oh. Yeah. And I purposely picked the first appointment because 
I think it's I think it's a little different now with COVID, but just past experiences with DMVs, you're there for an awfully long time. So I got the first even with an appointment, yeah, yeah, and I was out of there by like eight fifteen. Nice. So it was great. What? That's nice. Minus the fact that I had to get up early on my day off, but I got a lot done. Yeah, props so. to you because I would not put my day off. Mm, Eleven o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, but I, I just did not want to be at the DMV all day. Yeah, that makes sense. But other than that, podcast things, I've been trying. Like, I'm the one that... Uh, Joni, you could have updated your book. What? Oh, your Midnight reading? Sun. Yeah. I'm not done. I'm not close to done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm reading my book that I'm reading, too, at snail speed as well. Um, but that's about it. Oh, Phil and I started a uh, Squid Game. We only watched oh, yeah. the first episode. Oh, I finished yesterday. that. There, that's you what did? I was okay. going to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what did. I'm here for. Yeah, I told Sissy. Did about you like it. it? Yeah, I did like it. Uh, very Hunger Game esque. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I definitely got those vibes. But yeah, we watched the first episode yesterday. We were going to watch the second one now, but we only had like 45 minutes. After I procrastinated with my notes yeah. and then to like hang out, we only had like 45 minutes before he had to go to bed. So I was like, oh, we probably don't have enough time for the second episode. So we watched the books game. Oh, on yes. Right oh, man. All right. Let's talk Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So where did we leave off, Joni? Thanks for not forgetting this time. <laughs> i know first i almost did it myself because i was like i'm not sure if she's gonna say anything <laughs> um we left off with the trio celebrating christmas and harry got a new broom from a mysterious friend but hermione broom blocked him and to make sure <laughs> that it was safe broom blocked i Dang. like it i mean the oh, way I they mean. reacted <laughs> was very similar <laughs> Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, although Hermione had good intentions now that McGonagall took the firebol- firebolt for inspection, Harry and Ron were not too fond of Miss Granger, so Hermione was avoiding the common room. Probably in the library, Harry thought, and she probably was, trying to get ahead of classes before they even started. So Harry was glad for the start of the new term because the school was crowded and noisy once more. The night before classes started again, Wood talked to Harry, worried about the Dementors, Harry's broom, and the outlook of Gryffindor's chances at the cup. Harry reassures Wood that he's worked it out with Lupin to fix the little Dementor slash falling to his death problem. Mm -hmm. He also explained how he had a firebolt for two seconds. Wood was impressed and excited to have a real firebolt on the team. Wood said that he would talk to McGonagall, quote, I'll make her see sense. And I'm like, Look at the fact that he Wood, thought, sorry, what are you going to do? <laughs> sorry, I'm sure that's what you were going to say. <laughs> yes. Like, what are you even going to say to even change your mind? He was very confident like, about it. I know. That is Wood. Mm-hmm. He's very crazy about Quidditch and, you know, he plans everything out, but he should know that his plans don't always 
go to plan. <laughs> yeah. Definitely so, not when you're trying to convince McGonagall of something like this. Yeah. The only thing that McGonagall does have is her competitiveness and her want for Gryffindor to win. Yeah, that's true. But you're not going to change like her trying to look out for the safety of the Harry Potter. <laughs> the first day back, students seemed to enjoy the care of magical creatures class with Hagrid. And I was like, yay, things are actually looking mm-hmm. up for him in the class. And it was a, so the first day was a cold January day, and Hagrid had them collecting dry wood and leaves to keep a fire blazing for the flame-loving salamanders. In divination, they started palmistry, and surprise, Harry had the shortest lifeline that Professor Trelawney had ever seen. (laughs) And Harry, you know, surprise, surprise, still doesn't like this class. I wonder why if someone, I've always gone to class and every time I went in there, she would look at me like, oh, you're going to die soon. I would not want to be there. I know. Just reminding me that I am to die. What? I think like this year. Or did they, did they say it was, looks like someone leaves them in the spring. Yeah. Does she think it's Harry? I think they just kind of like figured it was because he was marked to die by her. With the grin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of the Defense Against Dark Arts class, Harry approached Lupin about his anti-Dementor lessons. Lupin tells him they can meet at 8 o'clock on Thursday evening in the History of Magic classroom. As Ron and Harry leave... Uh, Defense Against Dark Arts, Ron mentions that Lupin still looks ill and wonders what's wrong with him. Same. same. Can we just find out what's going on there? This is too much. Same thing with um, Hermione taking all of these classes somehow. I feel like we need to close these loose ends. Why is everybody suspicious? What are you guys hiding? What's going on? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. There's a little tuh behind them. It was Hermione wanting to spill some tea, but keeping it in. And I was like, curse being in a fight with your friend when you have something juicy to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like... I know. It, <laughs> it reminds me of like when I'm mad at David and then like I see something on my phone that I really want to share with him, <laughs> but I'm mad. So... <laughs> yep. Or the other day I needed help with something and I got mad at him, but then I needed his help. (laughs) And I was like, crap. (laughs) Like, I'm mad at you, but can you open this? Because I can't. Yes. I know, but you don't want to like let your guard down. You want to still stay mad. So you're just like, ugh. (laughs) It's gotten to the point with Kurt and I where, because it's almost always when I'm doing the dishes. And I'm trying to open one of Roxas's sippy cups. For some reason, mm. those things just suction like shut sometimes. And I'm sitting there struggling, and I'm annoyed. And then you just, I just hear him call from his computer. He's like, "Do you need help with that?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but yes. Yeah, a little bit after, because this like recently happened where I got I was mad at him, and then I needed help with the something on the computer. So I brought the whole laptop in. <laughs> Anyways, like a day or two later, David sends me a video. I think it was like on Instagram 
where the guy was like, oh, my girlfriend or partner is mad at me, so I'm preparing. And so he'd like tighten every lid in the house and <laughs> oh, put things out of I reach. Saw, was, I saw that on TikTok and like a, <laughs> yeah, it might have a, been the faucet or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. The water heater. He like, I don't know, something. Yes. And I was like, yep, that was me the other day. So that she like has to talk to him. I think Phil sent me that too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Ron is rude about this tutting, as you call it. And Hermione marches off without telling him her theory. And Ron says, she's just trying to get us to talk to her again. (laughs) She doesn't know what's up. She is Hermione, though. I mean, she's not always right, but. I feel like Hermione wouldn't be the type to be to just like say something if she didn't. Yeah, I think really think Ron was half have a right. good idea. Like I, Ron, what? I think oh. Ron was half right. Like she she did the ta and the, like the like I know why thing only mm-hmm. as a an attempt to get them to maybe be curious curious enough oh. to talk to them. Because I feel like Harry, if Ron wasn't there, Harry would have been curious enough to ask her. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But Ron's too stubborn, so then Harry just kind of sits with Ron on that. Yeah. Even though so, it's Harry's... Oh, you go. Well, I'm just... After all of these, like, we're on book three, and they've gotten into all these little arguments, Harry and Ron are definitely closer than Harry Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, like, best friends. She's just... I know they're the trio, but it just feels like Harry's always going to be on Ron's side. Yeah. And I think, like, in Hermione even points that out. Like, and I th- feel like she kind of holds that. It's not like a resentment, but she knows it. And she knows that, like, if there's an argument, he's going to side with Ron no matter what. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. which I think in my section, yeah, she says something like that. And it's like, you know, it's frustrating when you feel like you're getting ganged up on your friends and nobody's actually listened to you, listening to you, whether you're right or wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think I I had a thought. Oh, and I'm then sorry. No, it's fine. You did. I know when I started talking. No, it's bad. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to oh. you. Okay. So, Thursday evening, Harry meets with Lupin, who found another bogart for Harry's lesson. Uh, Lupin explains that the spell that they will be using is highly advanced magic well beyond ordinary wizarding level. And um, just a reminder, the OWLs are taking in their fifth year. So that's like mm. two years, already two years older, um, older than what Harry is. Oh my God, can't speak. <laughs> um, you know what, what I mean. <laughs> the spell is the Patronus charm. When done correctly... Quote from the book, it it conjures, it it conjures up a Patronus, (laughs) said Lupin, which is a kind of an anti-Dementor guardian that acts as a shield between you and the Dementor. Harry pictured a haggard-sized figure with a club. And I I was thinking he was probably thinking of like a giant or even like a troll. Um, Yeah. And I was like, yep. That'll protect him. The Patronus is a kind of positive force, a projection of the very things that the Dementors feed upon. Hope, happiness, and hope, happiness, the desire to survive, um, but it cannot feel real despair like humans. 
so the Dementors can't hurt it. Mm. Lupin goes on to warn Harry that many qualified wizards have difficulty with this advanced charm. Each Patronus is unique to the wizard that conjures the charm, and you have to be concentrating on a single, single very happy moment. The incantation is Expecto Patronum. Harry then thinks about his memory, the first time on a broom. He grips his wand tightly, trying not to think about how he might hear his mom's voice again soon. The first shot, Harry fainted. Lupin gives him a chocolate frog, and Harry tells him that it's getting worse. He can hear his mom louder now, and he says, and Voldemort. Was he able to hear Voldemort before? Or he's just saying that both his mom and Voldemort are louder. No, he did. When he fell off the broom, it was a conversation between his mom and Voldemort. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, because that's when he figured it out, like, figured out what it was. Yeah. So they're just louder now. Lupin tells Harry that it's okay if he doesn't want to continue, but Harry is very adamant about keep, uh, adamant to keep going. They have, oh, yeah. He's very determined because of, like, the Quidditch Cup. Like, that's what he was saying. Like, he's like, they have to win the cup, so he has to learn this. And I'm just like, I would just want to learn it so I don't, like, you know. Get affected by it the way that I do. This is the priorities of a teenage boy, though. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Lupin suggested to pick a happier memory. Whatever he was using wasn't strong enough. Harry remembers when Gryffindor won the house championship last year. So he tries it with this memory. But the Dementor was still too strong from him. This time, he hears a man's voice for the first time. His dad. And then with tears, Harry tells Lupin... Oh, yeah. Harry tells Lupin and finds out that Lupin actually knew his father, James. And that they were friends in school. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what a time. What a moment. Yeah, to, find to find out someone that you're literally learning from getting closer to you yeah had a connection with your dad who you never got to meet yeah because everyone else doesn't seem like they're they like they knew of the potters but they weren't like super close yeah. so this is the first like companion yeah but also imagine being lupin it it shows in the past mm-hmm. that lupin is like holding himself back from being the figure in harry's life that he wanted to be before james and lily died and harry was removed from the wizarding world like when he like holds himself back from holding harry's like just like putting his hand on harry's shoulder oh yeah the was it the last episode or the episode before it's like this is my friend's child i wanted to be there for him and yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not i wasn't yeah that's true well it seems like he really wants to help him now mm-hmm. yeah and if for harry like if i found that out it doesn't seem like he does have but i feel like i would have so many questions for him just because i would want to know what my parents were like yeah that's why i feel like lupin is the person that gave gifted harry the firebolt i just i mean i do go back to like what they were i think it was either ron or harry they're like well it can't be him he like walks around with these ripped up robes and looking all crazy you know how could he afford a firebolt yeah so i'm just like yeah but i feel like if he 
had such uh i don't know how strong the relationship was with james but it sounds like they were close friends then i don't know maybe that's something that he would do for harry Mm -hmm. knowing that harry lost his broom Mm -hmm. yeah i also think that they set up lupin to be very mysterious so like we don't know what's up with him and what his like where he's come from where he came from yeah so those are good thoughts uh where was i championship last year again harry says that it's okay to stop for the night but harry is determined he changes the memory to the day he found out he was a wizard you're a wizard harry (laughs) and left the dursleys for hogwarts Mm. harry bellows out expecto patronum he heard the screaming but this time it was muffled the Dementor halted and something silvery shot out of his wand. Lupin roared, ridiculous, and started forcing the Bogart, which had turned into a silvery orb, into his case. Excellent, said Lupin. Harry wanted to go again, but Lupin said that Harry had enough for one night, then handed him a bar of Honeyduke's chocolate. Mm. All this chocolate talk. I know. Mm. That's what I said when I was writing it. I was like, I could use a bar of chocolate right now for real that also happens every time i watch like willy wonka oh yeah mm, there's any movie that makes a bar candy. chocolate look delicious <laughs> it's that movie yes um so then i put then harry does it he asked lupin about knowing sirius black <gasps> lupin seemed offended at first but harry explains that he knows that his dad and sirius were um, that's not what I wrote, but he explains that he knows about his dad and Sirius being friends as well. And Lupin just tells him, yeah, he thought he knew Black. Mm. So, um, that was the majority of my section. And then the next part of my sections were kind of just like, <laughs> I was done typing apparently. <laughs> so update on Quidditch. Ravenclaw lost to Slytherin, which is great news for Gryffindor. They just need to beat Ravenclaw to take second place. Mm. So That's hard for me. I want Ravenclaw to win, but, you know, you want Harry to <laughs> get the cup. You want it's Harry difficult. to catch the snitch. Um, and then, update on Hermione's schedule. Still <laughs> taking all the classes. Ron <laughs> has observed that Hermione hasn't missed a single class, even though a few are scheduled at the exact same time. How is this possible? I don't know. Ron it's frustrating. is very confused, like Priscilla. Um, witnesses, Ernie McMillian, can confirm she has perfect attendance. What do we do? Ron, Ron will report back. <laughs> Ron will report back when he receives more info. I love that. Okay. And then, update on the Firebolt. Wood didn't have the pull on McGonagall like he thought he did. Womp womp. What a surprise. In fact, McGonagall got a little shirty with him. Quote, she seemed to think I cared more about winning the cup than I do about you staying alive. Mm -hmm. Just because I told her I didn't care if it threw you off, as long as you caught the snitch first. Uh, well then (laughs) definitely care about me. I mean, granted, Harry has fallen off his broom multiple times. While catching, yeah. I feel like Harry falls off his broom more than he doesn't. 
Yeah, that's true. Isn't he so supposed to be like, this like great? He's fine. Fire? He's done it many I times. Mean, yeah, he caught a snitch in his mouth. Wait, true. And then caught a snitch with a broken, broken arm. Arm. And then in the movie, he fell to the ground. I don't know if that happened in the book. I don't know either. I don't remember. I should because I probably uh, read it or summarized <laughs> it. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> oh, since it doesn't look promising, Wood tells Harry that he needs to order a new broom pronto. Mm. And that's my section. Needs a new broom. Pronto. Order it from, was it Witch Weekly? I don't know. No, I, I think it's Quidditch Weekly, something like that. <laughs> that's where yeah. he would order one from? Yeah, uh, Wood mentioned like a a magazine that he can like order the broom on. Mm. Okay. Well, it was now February and the match against Ravenclaw was getting closer and closer. Harry was still out of a broom and he asked about the firebolts pretty much after every class he had with McGonagall. Her answer didn't change much. No, Potter, you can't have it back yet. Mm. And Harry's anti-dementor lessons were not going great either. He was only able to produce a silvery shadow and the Patronus couldn't do much for Harry. Professor Lupin assured him that he was on the right track and urged him not to expect too much from himself. After all, he is a 13-year-old wizard and I think that's what you were saying earlier. Basically, this is like a fifth year charm, is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not even fifth year. It's above fifth what, year. What was the fifth year thing Cause that you were talking about? Fifth, That's well, when they take the OWLs. But, yeah. Okay. But and Lupin said was it was above. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was above OWL standards. So not mm-hmm. even fifth year standards. Okay. Well, yeah. Which is even worse. The 13-year-old wizard. Yeah. Third year. Uh, Harry wasn't happy with how little he thought he had achieved. After many attempts, Lupin offered a break over Butterbeer. They sat drinking and discussing Dementors. At this point, I think Harry was like, "Oh yeah, I've had that before." And Lupin's like, <laughs> "What?" Because obviously, you just you only get these in Hogsmeade, and Harry's not allowed there. So Harry kind of, you know, said a little too much there. But yeah. I think Lupin just like brushed it off, even though he was suspicious. Yeah. Um, apparently, Dementors only lower their hood as its last and worst weapon. Because Harry asked Lupin what was under the hood mm-hmm. um and this is called the dementor's kiss they suck out the soul of its victim harry was shocked to learn that the dementors kill but lupin corrected him saying that soul sucking was much worse than being dead apparently the dementors had permission to do this to black if they found him and harry believes that this is what black deserved hmm. how did you feel about the dementor's kiss when learning about it it seemed intense <laughs> It was, it's a lot, but can you imagine living life soulless? Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely rather be dead 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst thing. And do we ever learn where the Dementors come from? Like what their origination is? Uh, Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. Because it's just interesting how they're built to be they just don't like happiness. They don't like life. They're just built to be like this evil soul sucking, literally mm-hmm. creature. So to me, I'm just I'm like, something must have happened to whoever, like however they were created. Like I, I'm just interested in the background of all that. 
Let me. But yeah, it's intense. Take note because I feel like I remember hearing that. I don't know if it's like a book thing or if it was something the author said in like an interview or maybe even Pottermore. But yeah, I will. We'll get yeah. back to you on that. But yeah, Dementor's Kiss sounds like something I will never want to be confronted with. Um, or see. But I think even Lupin kind of was like, you really think Black deserves that? It's kind of like even Lupin's like, that's literally the worst thing that could possibly happen to someone. Mm -hmm. On his way back to his room, Harry bumped into Professor McGonagall. She had been looking for him for no other reason than what we all wanted. We were rooting for Gryffindor in the Quidditch match (laughs) to give Harry his broom back. Harry couldn't believe it. He got his broom back. Yay. He's heading back to the common room. Ron meets up with him and he's thrilled as ever. And they kind of were like, I think it's time to make up with Hermione now that we got now. her broom back. Yeah. There's I no know. reason I to like be how mad at her. Like, maybe we should make up with her. Like, yeah. It's like, come on. If if you hadn't gotten your broom back, you wouldn't even think about making up with her. So mm-hmm. all right. Once they got to the entrance of the common room, they were met with Neville pleading with Sir Cadogan to let him in. He had written the passwords down, but must have dropped them somewhere, which is going to come back and bite us. <laughs> Ron and Harry save the day, and they are all let in with the correct password. All heads returning as Harry entered the room with his firebolt in hand. After 10 minutes of excitement and the firebolt being passed around, Harry and Ron found Hermione. Ron offered to take the firebolt upstairs since he had to tend to scabbers anyway. Harry sat with Hermione, looking at all the work she had spread out, offending her with the mere suggestion to drop a course. She's like, (laughs) drop a course? No way. Who do you think I am? I know. As they discussed her courses, a loud yell echoed from the staircase. It was Ron. He came running down, carrying a bedsheet. Look, he yelled. Scabbers, look, scabbers. Hermione leaned away while Harry looked down at the bedsheet. Blood, Ron yelled. He's gone, and you know what was on the floor? No, said Hermione, trembling. Oh my gosh, she's like, oh my god, I don't want to know. Ron threw something down, and Harry and Hermione got a closer look. It was several long ginger cat hairs. Dun, dun, dun. Oh gosh. Oh, no. I wonder what happened. Oh my gosh, I know. I know. I know. This freaking cat, man. Scabbers. I know. It looked like there was no coming back from this for Hermione. <laughs> Ron was so angry with her. Hermione didn't think it was possible that Crookshanks would do something like this, which made Ron even more upset. Harry also agreed with Ron, and when he shared that with Hermione, she didn't like it. She just argued that Harry was taking Ron's side, mm. just like she knew he would. Although, I was kind of taking Ron's side, too. It's like, <laughs> I mean, all the evidence is there. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable, yeah. that kind of situation. I mean, the cat has yeah. been out for the, I don't, the rat. Yeah. It really has. But we'll see. I, I hope it didn't actually happen like that. Ron was taking the loss very hard. Fred and George, which they love to make light of everything, didn't mm-hmm. see how, but Ron didn't care. Harry tried to cheer Ron up by offering him a ride on his firebolt after practice. Madame Hooch was still overseeing practices and was just as fascinated with the firebolt as everyone else. 
When practice began, Wood updated Harry on who the seeker was for Ravenclaw. It was Cho Chang, and we got another Ravenclaw name. Another I'm so Ravenclaw. excited. Cho. I was excited when I was like, yay, we meet another Ravenclaw. Harry got in his new broom and he took off. It was better than he'd ever dreamed. Wood let the snitch out and Harry was able to catch it quicker than ever before. It was his best practice yet. Harry informed Wood that he had sorted his Dementor situation out in time for the match, which I'm like, are you, I mean, is it completely sorted out? I don't know if that's like what you should be sharing, but I feel like Harry was like, I feel like it, I'll get it sorted out by the time of the match, so I'll just yeah. say that it is and <laughs> I'm we'll working on it. It's fine. Once practice was over, Harry let Ron have a go at the firebolt. And once they were done, they headed towards the castle and Harry glanced over to his left. He saw a pair of eyes gleaming in the darkness. Lumos, he muttered. The light hit the button. The button. The, the <laughs> light hit the bottom of the tree and there he was. Crookshanks. Ron was not happy to see him and yelled for him to leave. Upset that Hermione still let him roam around doing whatever he wanted. Harry was quiet. Just kind of walked up to the castle. Didn't say much. He was just yeah. relieved to know that the pair of eyes was not the grim. Not a death omen. So, he should be safe for the next Quidditch game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what Ron expects Hermione to do about Crookshanks, though. Like, oh, just lock the cat, this big old cat, in her tiny room. So, are they allowed to just have them roam? Yeah. Like, it's oh, okay. full of cats. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's just how it is, then that's how it is. Yeah, like, the cats yeah. take care of any rats, which is an issue with Ron having a rat. Scabbers had it out for Scabbers. For yeah. how long? And then Crookshakes comes in and wants to just, like, eat him I all mean, the time? There's definitely some right on Ron's wrong side when he's just like it crookshanks had to have done it like i'm not gonna say like oh no like that couldn't have happened because like the evidence yeah. is there it's showing there but also like yeah it, it's a cat and it'd be really mean of somebody to lock a cat in a single room for all other days like yeah yeah especially if the other cats are like not being forced to yeah you know and it's mm -hmm. a big cat too so like they need to get their energy out anyway I'll yeah, too. Amanda says this is why rats were not on the approved pet list. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Ron, you're bringing your Ron's your exception. poor pet into a very dangerous place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even owls they'll go after. Yeah, rats. like all of the approved yeah. pets except for the toad would <laughs> 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 literally kill your pet. I feel like cats and owls could get toads too, but you're not really letting the toad out. Like that no. would be in like a terrarium, maybe. Yes. I don't know. Seems like Neville keeps them in his pocket. Like, <laughs> like Ron keeps like scabbers, scabbers in his pocket. In his pocket. So. Yeah, it's true. This mm. is just this is why nobody picks the toad. <laughs> and there's one toad. Oh okay. My gosh. Back on track. Quidditch. Mm -hmm. Quidditch. Quidditch. The morning of the match against Ravenclaw, Harry went down to breakfast with an entourage guarding the firebolt. Ron noting how jealous 
Malfoy looked when he saw the broom, and Oliver made sure that the firebolt was on full display on the table, so everyone <laughs> could see Gryffindor's prized possession, because it's not just Harry's anymore. It's the entire um, Gryffindor Quidditch teams at this point. Yeah. Malfoy eventually approaches them, saying, Shame it doesn't come with a parachute in case you are near a Dementor. And then here comes Sassy Harry, our favorite. Sassy Harry. He just replies, pity you can't attach an arm to yours, Malfoy. Then it can actually catch the snitch for you. Wow. Burn. Burn. That was a good one. Burn. (laughs) (laughs) When the team was in the changing room, Oliver made it very clear that they really needed to win this or else they would be out of the running for the Quidditch Cup, which I feel like was very much emphasized throughout the past two chapters. Yes. And then Harry snuck Harry went ahead and snuck his wand into his undershirt so that he'd have it just in case a Dementor showed up. Um and while doing this he also wondered if Lupin was going to be in the crowd to spectate. Once on the pitch Harry saw the Ravenclaw seeker Cho Chang once again. But he Cho. couldn't help but notice how pretty she was. She's so pretty. Oh. And she's smart. <laughs> and he had a sudden <laughs> jolt of nerves. And he had a feeling it wasn't from the impending match. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> this is the first time we get to see Harry feel. Yeah, that's interest. what I was thinking too. This is like the first time that Harry's been like interested or just, you know. It's like, oh, that's a pretty person. <laughs> <laughs> and she plays Quidditch. Oh, I know. Yeah. Madam Hooch started the game and the team shot up into the air, Harry's firebolt soaring higher than all the other players. Harry went straight into action, hunting for the snitch. And he also studied Cho's flying ability. She was <laughs> very good. She was a very good flyer, but her broom was no match for Harry's. Lee Jordan, the commentator, had to be reminded by Professor McGonagall <laughs> to not only talk about the firebolt um, and to actually talk about the game. But after a sighting of the snitch that was interrup- interrupted by a bludger nearly hitting Harry and another uh, scolding towards Lee regarding the firebolt, Gryffindor was leading the match by 50 points. But Ravenclaw was gaining on them, so Harry needed to find the snitch. He spotted it again, but then he got distracted because Cho Chang blocked him. <laughs> mm. And this caused Oliver to yell at Harry to not be a gentleman and to oh knock gosh, her off Oliver her broom. Is out for blood. He's <laughs> like, knock her off your broom if you need to. You guys, Harry's struggling. There's a pretty girl that he has to be up against one on one. Yeah. Harry decided that he needed a higher view of the pitch, so he shot up, but noticed that Cho had followed him. She was following his moves as opposed to looking for the snitch herself. And this just didn't make sense to me. Her broom is worse. Why would she do this? Yeah. It's a bad strategy, Cho. Come on. Yeah. You're not going to. He's going to get there first. Yeah. In the midst of trying to shake her off, Harry spotted the snitch again, and he shot over towards it, Cho not far behind him. But suddenly, Cho shouts, oh, and there were three Dementors on the pitch. Without a second thought, Harry grabs his wand and shouts, expecto patronum at them. Something big and silvery erupted from his wand, but he couldn't be bothered to see. He kept flying towards the snitch, noticing that the Dementors didn't affect him in any way. But soon enough, he had, he had, 
He had both his hand and... <laughs> sound like you're about to sneeze. <laughs> no, I'm like, what did I write? I thought so too. <laughs> Please or yawn. Uh, suddenly, Harry had both his wand and the snitch in his hand. Madam Hooch called the game, and Harry was surrounded by his team celebrating. They nearly Yay. knocked him off his woo, broom. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Ron and Hagrid joined him, congratulating him, and then Lupin came up and complimented his Patronus. Harry, very proud of himself, told, him, told Lupin that they didn't even affect him at all. How awesome. Oh. Oh. Um, but Lupin had to break it to him that uh, they weren't actually Dementors. And he led Harry to where Malfoy were none other than Malfoy, Crab, Goyle, and Marcus Flint were. They were trying wow. to get out of long black robes that they were like completely tangled in while McGonagall was scolding them. She took 50 points from Slytherin, and that only made the win even more sweet. I bet. Wow. What? I can't believe they did that. What is these guys? Yeah. Hermione, uh, Hermione McGonagall had things to say. <laughs> Although it does say that there was three Dementors and that's four of them, but yeah, yeah. It, it explained that one of them was on top of, like, on someone else's shoulders to be like, yeah. Taller, oh yeah, 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 that's right, taller. that's right. Uh, Gryffindor was in full party mode after the match. Fred and George <laughs> snuck some food from Hogsmeade um, into the common room, giving credit to Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. But Harry noticed only one person didn't partake in the festivities, and that was Hermione. She was in the corner of the room, clearly very stressed, attempting to read her Muggle Studies book. Harry approached her and asked if she even came to the game, and kind of insulted, she said she did. And then he also asked her to join the party, but she said she was way too busy, she had so much that she had to read, and also Ron definitely didn't want her to join the party anyway. And Ron took this moment to go Gosh, ahead and shout so in her direction that Scabbers would have loved this party. Would he, though? Would he? No. <laughs> and when has this... he been part of any celebration, right? Ron? <laughs> uh, this only caused Hermione to burst into tears and run into Aww. her dorm. Harry goes ahead and asks Ron if he's ever going to give her a break, and he said he would if she ever said that, if she ever actually acted as if she was sorry, but she wouldn't ever do that. Two stubborn people. Yeah. Eventually, at one in the morning, McGonagall had to interrupt the party and tell them that they needed to go to bed, and once in bed and asleep, Harry was dreaming a not-so-peaceful dream of him being chased, but that was suddenly interrupted oh by... The screaming of Ron. The entire dorm was like got up and they were asking what happened, and Ron just started shouting that Sirius Black had slashed through his bed curtains with a knife. And everyone's just like oh. questioning him and they're just like, yeah. This was a dream, right? Like, what do you mean? And Ron just shouts back, but look at my curtains. <laughs> <laughs> There's the proof. And Harry goes ahead and runs out of the dorm into the common room, which was completely empty. And everyone from the other dorms, hearing Ron shouting, joined him. And everyone was asking what was going on. Fred thought they were starting the party back up again and was ready to <laughs> get everything partying going. Um, but Percy was very quick to shut that down, telling and was trying to tell everybody to go to bed. When I'm head boy, I'm head boy. 
We know. Listen to me. I think it says he was like making sure to put the pin on like really (laughs) quickly. Yeah. And then all this ruckus of, oh, and then Ron interrupts Percy telling him that, telling Percy and everybody else in the room that Sirius Black was in his dorm. And then Percy, of course, dismisses this. This was a nightmare. Shut up, Ron. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you waking up Uh, the whole Gryffindor Tower? Seriously. And then with all this shouting, McGonagall comes in. And she's just saying, yeah, I'm happy that Gryffindor won, but, like, go to bed. I am too tired for this. I am too old for this. (laughs) And (laughs) Percy tries to tell her that Ron had a nightmare and was all blown out of proportion, but Ron couldn't stand it anymore. He interrupts Percy, and then he just shouts, it wasn't a nightmare. Professor Sirius Black was standing over me with a knife. I am so glad in this moment. It's one of those moments where you want you want it to go one way. And if Percy had shut Ron up and Ron just kept to himself, I would have been so upset. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad yeah. that Ron shouted. Yeah. And yeah, you could Ron see that. Ron needed to be heard. <laughs> it's very yeah. gratifying. McGonagall just looks at him and says, that's ridiculous. This has to be a nightmare. Uh, how would Black get in through the portrait hole? And then Ron's just like, ask Sir Cadogan. Like, don't ask me. (laughs) So McGonagall goes ahead and asks Sir Cadogan what happened. And she asks him if if he had let a man in. And he, matter-of-factly, just said, yeah, I did. And she's just like, what? Why? How? Everybody in the room is just like white. Everyone's shocked. Like, what? And he's just like, yeah, he had a list of the passwords, and he just read them off until he was right. Oh, gosh. And oh, poor McGonagall just walks back into the room and just says, Who, <laughs> so foolishly, had a list of all of the passwords and then had the audacity to lose it? And none other than the little hand of... <laughs> Neville Longbottom <laughs> just slowly rose. Lord. If oh, that was me. Neville. <laughs> if I was responsible for that, oh, just like bury me, please. Big oof. I know. That's rough. <laughs> that is rough. Poor Neville. Oof. Wow. wow. What a chapter. Yeah. So did you keep going? No, that's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter. No, I meant did Priscilla oh, like stop? Yeah, the book I kept. And, I'm, like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> not reading chapter anymore. fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kept going. I kept going. Oh my god, I was like, I don't even know what. Like, to I say can't here. even imagine. She's probably like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, how is this happening? <laughs> how? Yeah. So, like, oh, I have a couple questions. Number one, where do the head of houses stay? Like, does she sleep in, in the Gryffindor Tower somewhere? Is I thought able- the same thing because she came in, like, quickly after the ruckus yeah. was going on. I don't think she's actually in the tower because you, you never see – like, they mentioned before. They always, like, she always enters into yeah, the portrait. And yeah, I think they even mentioned – 
I don't know. I don't think it was this um, chapter, but in another chapter that like they you don't see McGonagall in the common room, like mm-hmm. very rarely. She's only ever there for like a grim announcement. No, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she's real. like right, like right outside of it or something. Yeah, I feel like she yeah. like shares a wall or there's like almost like a baby monitor like thing that like lets her know what's yeah. going on in there. <laughs> baby monitor (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's definitely close to the dorms yeah that's what i'm thinking but yeah i wasn't thinking baby baby monitor but i was like something magical well yeah like to where she knows (laughs) she knows that an actual baby monitor happening she's like hung in the corner and it's it's just the sound she doesn't need like an actual like video one like we have now this was the 90s they didn't have those oh Um, yeah right (laughs) true it's just it's just like the little sound one. Oh man baby monitor oh and then my next question was how is black hiding in plain sight he just found this list i i'm shocked that like i want to know what this freaking man and how <laughs> he's doing this like he has to have help or he has to be using some crazy magic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Like, how is he doing it? Literally, I feel like Hogwarts is probably one of the hardest places for him, especially because they're looking for him and they yeah. have these mentors. Like, I'm. It's just interesting. Why are you hiding? Yeah, yeah. How is he doing this? I mean, I know how he got into the common room, and like, how did he leave? Yes, Ron. Where did like, he go after? Yeah. Ron wakes like so up. quickly yeah and like the portraits too with all the portraits and stuff how how is this not getting reported in any way mm-hmm. yeah how did nobody see him creeping through the castle exactly and um what's his face the, <laughs> the poltergeist oh peeves and the ghost too yeah there's too many people like i don't know how people sneak around hogwarts without an invisibility cloak yeah I almost and, forgot yeah, about that, that. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Thoughts to think, Priscilla. Thoughts to I know. think. <laughs> I know. Any other questions? Mm. There's the continued what's up with Hermione? What's up with Lupin? A lot of sus people. Still no answers. We met new people. We did. Cha-ching. Yes. Cha-ching. She's pretty. Yeah. She's smart. She does Quidditch. She's also a seeker. Can can I tell a story about Sissy in regards to Chochang? Oh, God. Can I say it, Sissy? I mean, I I don't even know where you're going with it, but... So, Sissy was reading one of the books, and and this is when the movies (laughs) were coming out. And And she was just like, you know... There's an Asian character named Cho Chang. I could totally play her. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did. I, I seriously. I yeah. saw myself as her character. Like I was just like, oh, I can be that person. Wow. I'm surprised I you never dressed that. up as her as on a Halloween. I know. You would but, have to dress but, as Ravenclaw though. Yeah. And Harry was just more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I think that's the only person. I think so. Yeah. And we didn't, yeah, we just, she's a seeker. 
She plays for Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. She's a decent player, but not as fast as Harry, because, one, she doesn't have a fireball. And apparently she doesn't have good strategies. Like, come on. Like, look for it yourself. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, like, her team captain was like, here, do this. Or maybe she was trying to throw him off or something. I don't know. Yeah, she was kind of toying with him a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Most valuable wizard. Who, who, who? Okay. Um, mainly because my chapter's fresh in my mind. Lupin for Me too. teaching. Well, for teaching Harry these that. lessons. Yeah. Same Z's. Special shout out to Flitwick, though. He made sure the firebolt was safe. I was thinking about that True. too. But Lupin, uh, I think, takes it with just the support and the help he provided Harry one on one. It's hard to beat Lupin. Yeah. And we found out that he was close to Harry's dad. Yeah. And like I said, I would have been drilling him with all kinds of questions. I know. Oh, me I know. too. I'm surprised he Like didn't. how I would yeah, so many questions. So many questions. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Amanda agrees with Lupin too. Lupin really takes yeah, his I, Yeah, Lupin is, yeah. He's the best. Um, I also liked how Lupin meets Harry at the end of the game just to let him know that his Patronus was good. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, a, yeah. a proud teacher moment. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, and even Harry was thinking like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be there to, to oh, yeah. witness if something yeah. happens. So like Harry wanted him there. Aww. Oh. Oh. Harry likes Lupin. Breaks my heart a little bit. Harry likes Chell. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, I wonder if that develops into anything. We'll see. Wanda. Wanda. I wonder. Okay. Most All right. Magical Magical moments. Moment. Oh, the Patronus. He was able to perform it. Yeah. I mean, under less stressful circumstances, but. Mm-hmm. He just whipped his wand and he just said it and then kept going. Yeah. yeah. That whole Quidditch match moment is pretty magical because they win. Yeah. They're also mm-hmm. like super happy. Yeah. It's a really good moment. Yeah. I would like to have a Gryffindor common room party or like to be a part of one. Yeah. That sounds fun. Butterbeer. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. I, I would partake for. A little bit, and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. I could see that. Um, oh God, I was gonna say something that was. Oh, I was. I was thinking. Um, most intense moment. I know that's not a thing, but <laughs> we can make uh, it a thing. <laughs> when Sirius Black. Oh yeah. Basically, was oh, in the yeah. room with Ron. Like I know that's not a lot of magic there, but it's like <gasps> that was crazy. Oh, cliffhanger, guys. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, that would be like a chapter I I would not be able to put down after reading. Yeah, so I kept reading. <laughs> I also was working a lot the week that I started reading these two chapters, so it, it was just really hard to not read because I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. yeah. When it's home, when I'm home, it's harder to, for me to read because there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. That. But yeah, anything else that we can consider? I think that was it, right? No. For Magical Moment? Patronus. Good for Harry. Yeah. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of episode 29. Thank you so much for listening. 
Um, as always, if you would like to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic and on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. And we continue to record our episodes live on Twitch. So if you don't want to wait for the episodes and you want to see us live and chat with us mm-hmm. on Twitch, please follow us there at Unveiling the Magic Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we would love to continue to grow that community and we would love for you to be a part of that. Um, we also have our Discord link. So check out our link tree and that's how we can chat every day. Um, but thank you for listening wherever you're listening from. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Mischief managed. Bye. 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 Mm, toddler land. It's all a blur, huh? Yes. So much. <laughs> I only watched Cars once today. Oh, Lord. I don't want to know how many times you've watched that movie. This, like, happened, like, three or four times, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, this is the moment. I'm like, oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Hopefully they catch them. All these people on the run, huh? Trying to be serious black. Maybe she was trying to be smart with her looks or something. I don't know. Use her feminine wiles. Yeah. Yeah. He had hard eyes. She knew it. (laughs)